In our gospel, we hear you know, this familiar story of Martha and Mary, and their two different dispositions. We hear that Martha's burdened. In the midst of her running around and serving, she gets to the spot where you can almost just hear within her this cry of this, like, I can't, I, I can't keep this up. She, you hear this cry for relief, and she sees, she sees someone else who's, who's not depleted. She sees someone else who's not exhausted, Mary. And Martha you know, just cries for, for help. She turns to Jesus and says, I, like, I can't keep this up. I need help. It's, this, isn't sustain, this isn't sustainable. Last week and this week, we're, took, we're looking at how our culture promotes us towards getting out of balance. That we need to be attentive to see ways in which our, our culture encourages us, promotes us, of living a life that's not in balance. Last week, we looked at our culture promotes and encourages us to be self-absorbed. Of us to live inward, our culture having us, training us to think and live in a spot that we are the center of the world. And how our neighbor, noticing our neighbor, seeing Christ in our neighbor, calls us out of ourselves to the spot of giving and the spot of love. And ultimately, Jesus, seeing Jesus in our neighbor is that antidote. This week, if there's anything that our culture promotes more than busyness and hyperactivity, I don't know what it is. And the, the, pace, the pace of modern life continues to get ratcheted up. That's true for prof our professional lives and professional lives, whether it's you're working or you're in school, really whatever age, is this expectation to always be on, that the emails should always be answered, but also our personal lives of this connectedness in front of screens, even I know even I find myself when I text a friend or a sibling, it's like, and they don't respond back to me right away. It's almost like, what are they doing? How, how are they not responding to me right away? But that's almost the expectation. And what it's, the result is more and more people feeling as if they're running themselves into the ground or that they're being, or that they are, the phrase that you hear a lot right now is burned out. Last year, I came across the fact that the World Health Organization has, has added burnout to its handbook of medical diagnoses. And burnout, they define as a syndrome, a syndrome resulting from chronic work, workplace or life stress that has not been successfully managed. And it describes symptoms of burnout as this, feelings of depletion or exhaustion, feelings of mental distance or negativity about one's job or one's state in life, relate, one's relationships. I'd even add one's, one's faith or reduced effectiveness or fruitfulness in one's life or fruitfulness in one's relationships or even creativity. Companies are spending tons of money in trying to figure out ways in which our, our employees don't get burned out because when you're consistently living in this spot of depletion or exhaustion, creativity goes down. So another, another symptom of being more irritable or impatient with others, 
constant in this spot of exhaustion, constant spot of depletion, more irritable, less patient. We all have heard these stories over the last year, especially of those in-flight passenger disturbances where conflict goes on and the planes actually even over, overseas flight had to turn around and come back. From 1995 to the year 2020, there were on average 180 investigations of these in-flight passenger disturbances, 180 per year. 2021, there was over a thousand, an increase of 500%. Of course, multi-varied, big time, you know, a lot of the cases were with the mask, but even this year, we're on pace of beating the 2021 number. All of an indication that humanity is out of balance. And I think we know it. You know, I think it, I read that the uh, CEO of Expedia, Expedia, the online travel agency, the CEO of Expedia says that this summer, when it's all said and done, will be the most traveled summer on record. Wanting to, it's like there's this sense of let's go get, like recover from the, the depletion, the exhaustion, and let's get away. It won't work. The two weeks away on the beach, the four weeks even at the lake house will not cure, will not, does not, is not an antidote to a consistent out of balance life. How do we know that to be the case? Four weeks later, after you get back from the trip, you're looking for the next trip. I'm tired. Or heck, not four weeks, the first week back, we're looking for the next trip. Martha's cry, Martha's cry, and Jesus' response, Martha, Martha, the two times of indicating this tenderness and also indicating this sense of urgency. You can't keep this up. There is need for only one thing, Jesus says. The soul is healed through union with God. We have got to give our soul attention and rest in Jesus. Nothing else will do it. It is from that place and that place alone in which you and I are healed, in which we find rest. It's that place and that place alone where we can come into balance and we can avoid burnout. We even, you know, even increasingly so, even outside of, uh, you know, the Christian or religion talk is even, you even hear in, in, in you know, this, this secular society of talking about how we need more of like, hey, get off the screen more right before going to bed. It's not good for us. Get off the screen like right when you wake up in the morning. It's not good to continue to fill our mind with a pace of things ratcheting up. And that is, those practical things, 100%. It's, it needs to be, but that those alone, it, it's not enough. And even the, this, the, there's this outside of religion, outside of Christianity is even this understanding of that, that that's not enough. What's talked about a lot right now is this mindfulness movement, you know, or the new age of clearing your mind and meditating. You go on. The best-selling books right now, you look at, 
you know, the, the top apps are these mindfulness movement and clearing the mind. But the question is, with all those things, what are you putting your mind on? See, the Christian tradition, Christian prayer, meditation, is putting your attention on a person. It's putting our attention on Jesus. The Christian tradition understands that, that rest isn't so much something that we go and get, but rest is something that's imparted upon us by our creator. Paul says in, in Ephesians 3, he says, I pray that God will strengthen you by his power through his spirit in your inmost being. Our inmost being is created to be filled with God. And we have to go there. And we have to live there as the, as the pace of modern life continues to get notched up. I shared with you last week of a, of a grace that I received on the silent retreat, that six, the six days of silence about seeing that sister from 150, 200 yards away. You know, wh why is this series, me right coming off re silent retreat, why is it called out of balance? Because the biggest grace for me on the retreat was the Lord showed me that, I'm out of, that I was out of balance. That I had, you know, people from St. Mary's Mokina would see me on live stream and they would text me or email me and say, Father Mark, are you okay? You look tired. Are you sure you're okay? Next months later, yeah, I'm fine. Everything's fine. I had not realized that I had fallen out of this deep communion with God. Had I, had I stopped praying? No. Had I continued, like every day I'd prayed my holy hour in the morning, first thing in the morning. I'd, but what for me, with the increased responsibilities as I'm still trying on this new skin as pastor, what had become for me in prayer was in my mind, I was Martha. And it was in prayer of just throwing, thinking about all these details and things that I had to do and being anxious about without a concern or the understanding or a thought even that there was a person in front of me. No concern whatsoever that Jesus was there. So similar like a relationship we might have with talking with somebody and you might just have that mindless babbling and you're like, are they even, do they even know I'm in front of them? That's the same, that can be the same thing with prayer. And that, and that was me for the last chunks of months here. And what, what the result of that is us, and it was me, is falling out of communion and receiving from him, resting in him, receiving his love. I stand before you to tell you that Jesus restored me on that sign of the retreat. That I, I stand before you back into communion with him, receiving from his love. The running around for all of us, it could, it, it's not going to stop. It continues. Responsibilities don't go away. But it flows from, it needs to flow through with the kids, with the responsibilities, with work, still remain. But it needs to flow through communion with him and union with Jesus. That was the lives of the saints. The saints did remarkable things. They 
they did remarkable things, but they did it from a, a spot of communion and intimacy with the divine. Because it's what our hearts need. What does Jesus say to Martha? There is one thing that you need, Martha. Mary has chosen the better part. This is what your heart longs for. This is what you need, Martha. One of my big roles, I feel increasingly so as, as the pastor here, as your pastor, is in the face of this hyperactivity that it continues to get ratcheted up, is to always keep before you the fact that you need only one thing, and that it's him. It's communion with Jesus. A couple of suggestions just for us for this week, some practical things for us to do. And that is one, ro the rosary. The rosary, what's the point of the rosary? The point of the rosary is to draw our attention on Jesus, is to put ourselves before him, to pray the rosary every day. Maybe it's with this gospel passage that we just heard, these few verses, every day this week, to pray this passage, to read this passage, enter the scene, and make the move from Martha to Mary, and to sit at Jesus' feet. Are the responsibilities going to go away? No. But we're putting him first and realizing and remembering and calling our attention to the fact that we need only one thing. All the other activities then are correctly ordered in our lives when we're putting him first and we're in the mindset that I need only one thing and I need it. Or I'm sitting in front of an icon this week, a picture of Jesus' face and an icon or a crucifix. And I sit there and it's, Lord, I'm going to give you my attention here for these 15 minutes. that will begin to heal your soul and you will find rest and balance. Jesus Christ died, he's Lord, and he dwells in the depths of our souls. He didn't just encounter Mar Mar Martha and Mary in our gospel today, but he comes now to encounter you and me right now in the depths of our soul to give us rest. We will find rest there. We will be healed from all those symptoms of burnout of which the World Health Organization has lined out when we are with him. There's no question, pace of life has ratcheted up. Hyperactivity is promoted in our culture as a virtue. We do not have to fall into this burn on a path that leads to burnout and being out of balance, but rather to be with him to rest in him and to receive life.